This is JFM Podcast. A good morning to you. Thank you for staying with the best station, J101.9 FM. It is another brand new day in the life of the world. What are you doing with this day? What are you doing as you listen to us? I hope that you are getting that entertainment, that good information and education as we promise you on the morning. Jay, I am your anchor, Zoe Machunga. And uh, let's take a look at some headlines before we get into the major discourse of the day. Buhari writes, Senate for 895.8 billion Naira supplementary budget approval. And 2017 to 2020 economic recovery plan, Senate to engage finance minister. Also in the news, digitalization of security agencies is paramount. Who's saying this? Aragbishola. Uh, he's saying, uh, I mean, of course, a lot of Nigerians have been saying technology has to be added no matter what into this fight against insurgency, into the insecurity that we're facing in the country. Uh, but let's talk about the funds now, the supplementary budget that uh, the president is looking for. He's saying, Dear Distinguished Senate President, submission of the supplementary appropriation bill 2021. And, um, what are they going to use? They propose to fund 45.63 billion Naira of the 83.56 billion Naira required for the COVID-19 vaccine program by drawing on existing World Bank loans, which will be a uh, structured as well as other grants totaling 113 uh, million US dollars. Uh, the balance of 37.93 billion required for COVID-19 vaccines, salaries and other health-related expenditures totaling 41.6 billion Naira and 48.2 billion Naira recurrent component of defense and security will be funded by borrowing 135 billion Naira from some special reserve levy accounts. Well, all of these borrowings, uh, Nigerians are really wondering uh, what goes on with these monies um, because sometimes at the end of the day, uh, it seems we're not borrowing uh, for things that would bring more money. We're just borrowing to maybe fix things and those things do not generate income. We're looking for uh, borrowing that will generate more income so as to offset the bills on ground. Now, Jonathan is also making a speech this morning on this day newspaper. Uh, Jonathan, inability to manage Nigeria's diversity cause of growing tensions. The former president in his address at the 13th Joe Kiari Gadzama public lecture said aside from the southwest no other area in the country has been able to balance religion and development uh, that is in quotes he says that is the only part of Nigeria where we feel has been able to manage religion that is the west and development very well so we must look at their own unique circumstances and come up with the right form of government he said 
and uh, his address during the event, which held both virtually and physically in Abuja, was titled Redefining Democracy, Yearnings of the Minority in a Democratic Setting. And uh, Jonathan was right there to lend his voice. Well, what is your take on this? We've seen uh, a lot of calls uh, for cessation more than ever uh, with this administration, whether we like it or not. And still other news. Let's take a look at Daily Trust and what is going on uh, in the news with Daily Trust this morning. Fuel subsidy bribe nine years after court sends Farouk Lawan to Kuje prison. Hmm. Well, they say he was Mr. Integrity. And uh, for some, they say it's the rise and fall of a Mr. Integrity, Farouk Lawan. A leaky national edifice, despite billions voted for maintenance, flawed hits NAS complex. And uh, some have said it is a national embarrassment for the National Assembly to be leaking. Uh, following rains in Abuja Tuesday, it was discovered that the roof of the National Assembly complex was leaking, uh, letting in enough rainwater and flooding parts of the building enough to delay proceedings for the day. Daily Trust reports on the outrage that trailed what a CSO described as a national embarrassment. So the activities of the lower and upper chambers of the National Assembly were disrupted on Tuesday uh, following this leakage, this flood that occurred at the Parliament building in Abuja. And um, well, uh, we continue to see uh, issues like this. Even here in Joss, we've heard of so many uh, courts not leak during the rainy season. And uh, we're wondering what is going on with these courts at the moment, even as we speak during this rainy season. I mean, it rained a lot yesterday, but we'll get some more uh, news on that. Now, uh, from the Punch newspaper, FG disobeys own laws, flouts, workers, pension, remittance. Well, one thing we've heard over and over uh, is how, uh, you know, the government itself keeps disobeying its own, uh, does not follow the rule of law. We've heard this so many times. Seven years after the federal government amended the Pension Reform Act, which stipulated that employees should remit 18% of workers' monthly emoluments into their RSAs, the government is yet to comply with its own law. The Pension Reform Act, promulgated in 2004, has stipulated that workers and employers should contribute 7.5% each of the monthly emoluments into the workers' RSAs with their respective pension administrators. Uh, the amended PRA 2014 mandated all employers under the CPs, uh, CPS to raise workers' pension remittance to 18%. Now, according to the amended law, 8% of the workers' monthly salaries should be the employee's contribution, while the employers should contribute the remaining 10%, making it 18 Now, the contributions are kept by the pension fund custodians administered and invested by the PFAs. The essence is to ensure that the funds continue to increase until the workers retire, which would further translate into higher returns on investments and give retirees higher monthly stipends. Now, while uh, most private sector employers have complied, the federal government has continued to remit the old amount of 15% into the workers' RSAs seven years after. We'll leave you to chew on that on your own. Now, let's get to 
our discuss for the day. Uh, we've seen uh, so many agitations lately. Uh, a lot of people have come out to say different things concerning the unity of Nigeria lately. Uh, we've seen cessationists, agitators, uh, and many saying Nigerians have the right to exit the country that is going on a suicide slide. And that was coming from Wale Shoinka. Uh, he's, uh, that's the Nobel laureate, Professor Wale Shoinka. He says the citizens of Nigeria have the right to exit exit the country if they feel that it is going on a suicide slide. And uh, Shoinka disclosed this uh, on Arise TV last week. And uh, he described the country as a plane that is on a suicide slide and that the citizens have the right to exit the plane before it nose dives. Uh, because uh, as a country, you can't hold a set of people against their will. And talking about the various issues affecting the country, uh, Shoinka also said that the only way the country can continue uh, as one is to decentralize as uh, the continued situation cannot uh, make us one. And many people also have come out to say that um, Nigeria is a is a geographical setup. It is not a nation. So these are the issues we'll be digging into this morning. And uh, so what is a nation? What is a nation anchored on? Uh, like I said, some say we're just a geographical location, not a country. Some say Nigeria is a nation. Uh, America, I beg your pardon, is a nation. The, be the belief and the loyalty of a people to a country to respect groups. Uh, we have nothing like that here. So what makes you a Nigerian? That is a question that a lot of Nigerians have been unable uh, to answer. We've seen a lot of cessationists uh, all over the place, but just uh, yesterday in the news Osiba just said no one can break Nigeria up. So what can we do about our union? Many say let's separate. We've seen a lot of posts going uh, around these days uh, giving us examples of countries who broke up peacefully uh, without any bloodshed and how, you know, how they're doing currently. So let's talk about this issue this morning. We have with us in the studio to throw some more light on this. Uh, Barista Bauer, a lawyer right here in the city of Joss, and the MBA chairman, Joss Branch. Thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you, Zoy. Thank you for having me. Good morning, listeners. Okay, now, uh, Barista Bauer, the state of our union and uh, our nationhood. Let's talk about that. Well, let me start by giving a foundation uh, as far as this discourse is concerned this morning. My take is this. I always say that we are at a point, at a brink of collapsing, and the center cannot longer hold together. We need to sit down as a people and begin to think the way forward. Because it's like we're on a journey of no destination. Let's define the state of our union. And, and for me, what is so crucial at this point is for Nigerians to have a dialogue. We need to really talk to ourselves. Do we think at this moment we'll begin to, can we forge ahead together in terms of talking about our corporate existence? But, you know, our leaders, because of political correctness, because of lack of boldness, and they don't have the patriotic spirit, we try as much as we can most of the time to cover this or sweep these things under the carpet. But it's not helping us. There are a lot of agitations like we never had before, particularly in respect of this administration. Why it actually brought, what brought about this agitation of cessation or separation? 
generation is because we have never had a government that that has this high level of nepotism like this particular administration mm-hmm. and people feel that we don't belong here and i i, I really appreciate the fact what uh, 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 ex, uh former president gulag jonathan said i always say this we've not been able our leadership we view leadership through the prism and the lens of ethnicity and religion and it's not helping us as a people we need to come together now and say okay this is in the first place let's go back to the foundation the root cause of the problem even during even before the independence when colonial masters were here we need to look at in the first place it was a first marriage it was a first union the amalgamation of nigeria that took place 1914 107 years ago southern northern protectors came together in the first place did people of their own volition were they willing to come together we were forced that's what people keep saying it's just a geographical you know uh, contraption or contravance or fandango that nigeria is here today we no, nobody actually on his own most of the regions sat down and said okay what we're going to do we want to live together when we look at through the theory of nations we've not qualified as a nation we are still a state because when we're talking about federation we're talking about federating units willingly coming together now now we need to go back to another foundation looking at our constitution which just a few weeks ago we we're talking about constitutional hearing uh, hearing amendment hearing all over the six geographical zones mm-hmm. but the question is even the constitution it's not only the content we are talking about through the doctrine of constitutionalism it's not just the content the process that brought about the document is crucial it's important to look at okay what was the process did we come together did we agree did we come to say okay we are going to be together to, to as a nation and also to draft this document which in the preamble you say we the people of nigeria declare and enacted this we give ourselves this con- all those things were not done so we need to define the state of our union do we want to live as a people do we want to live together under this nation called nigeria as one what is our corporate existence our corporate existence as it is today is shaky people are not happy people feel it's better for us to go because there are particular set uh, 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 part of the country that feels they have the right to dominate and also to rule and people feel no we don't have to 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 continue to live together the way we are so my take on this is that there's a need to have a dialogue mm-hmm. there's a need to look at these issues and and, and begin to extract them and talk to ourselves not pretending do the question i want to ask can someone who is from Plateau? Let me say this. He's a man on the Plateau, and there's another man from Kano, and we call ourselves Northerners. But we have difference in terms of ethnicity, in terms of religion. Did a man from Kano look at the man on the Plateau, a true Northerner? Because the simple definition of a northerner, as we have to look at, is that a northerner from I came from the north, mm-hmm. from the Kong North, from the Kong North. What you define as a northerner is simple. You must be Hausa Muslim. You must be House. You must be Fulani Muslim. You must be Kanuri Muslim. That is the definition that we have as a northerner. In as far as you don't belong, you know, from this part of the country, talking about your ethnicity, talking about religion, you are not a northerner. Mm-hmm. And we, we went well, for I used a program. To say, um, this that I schooled in Zaria and. Yeah. 
also I lived in Lagos too for some time that the, the times I felt as a northerner that I am a northerner is when I am outside the north because in Zaria I did not feel like a northerner in fact I felt highly discriminated against even though I was supposed to be a northerner so it's easy for you to be a northerner with another northerner who is from the core north when you are not in the north that's when it feels like oh we're one but once you come back home I must say uh, factually for me from my own experience it does not feel the same exactly. now the thoughts on everyone's mind today revolves around this frightening questions is there a future for Nigeria are we on a non-stop slide to anarchy is Nigeria beyond salvation and um, is it like you just said now um, if for uh, a northerner, um, these are the the, the 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 what you use to describe a northerner. This particular thing is religion and tribe, and uh, you have to be from a certain extraction and all of that. So, is it then about the constitution? Because what if we do change the constitution, it still does not change that mind state. Yeah. So, is it about the people or about the constitution at this time? You, you see, the problem we have as a nation, we've not been able to build an ethical structure where people will come. The problem is this. Like in America now, nobody cares about whether once you're an American, is the American dream, the blood that flows in you. But not in Nigeria. We need to look at our Nigerian-ness that come, this man is a Nigerian. I, I, I don't care where he's coming from. Yeah, but then from. what makes you a Nigerian? What should make you a Nigerian? Nigeria, what makes you a Nigerian to believe one in the Nigeria decreed and also what we've taken as a Nigerian dream? I mean, I, I'm proud to be Nigerian. I'm proud to, to, okay, to take so the flag. what is the Nigerian dream? Because the Nigerian nobody dream knows is, what the Nigerian dream is. We're have. trying to leave the American dream exactly. in Nigeria. That's why I'm trying to say that we don't have that because we don't have a worldview. Our thoughts is completely different. We don't even, we've never come as a nation to say, okay, these are our core values. This is what we want to achieve. You ask people questions, you say, I don't know. And, and there are issues I always talk about constitution. There's a particular part of the country that you are talking about constitution. They don't talk about constitution. Mm. They, 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 it doesn't, let me tell you, an average man in Kano, in Kasena, in Sokoto, in Kedbi, who he doesn't even understand constitution because the man is for what govern his life is the Sharia law. So you are talking about constitution. We are talking about supremacy of the constitution. He doesn't understand that. You are talking a strange thing to him. What matters to him? He operates Sharia law. So what govern his life is Sharia. So these are issues. Let me tell you, Zoe, we have a lot of work to do as a nation for us to continue to live together. But the problem we have is that we lack leaders. If you have a leader that has the understanding of bringing people together, we thought President Muhammadu Buhari is going to do that. When he came, he said, "I'm no for nobody. I'm for whatever." Blah, blah, blah. But the question is that it's not what he doesn't practice, what he preaches. Now, the, we need to know this. We need to understand that our constitution is not only, no matter how you change the constitution, the people that will implement, they'll handle the operate the constitution, you must look at this individual. Who is going to do it? Now, we must come to a point that we have a worldview, we have an understanding that we want to build a nation where there's going to be peace, where there's going to be justice, where there's going to be equity. But in as much as we have leaders, they continue to divide us. And unfortunately, the followers are not adequately informed. They are not literate enough to understand that this is what we mean to be a follower. Because it's the problem of Nigeria is not only the leadership, even the followership. We need to know that we must hold our leaders accountable to all their actions and conduct. But people don't understand that. So 
in essence, for us, we need to define our union. We need to know whether we're going to live together as, as corporate, uh, our, concerning our corporate existence. And for me, I still believe that 1963 Republican Constitution is the best constitution. Let's decentralize power. Let's the regions actually handle, just like in, in 1963. Nigeria record has it that we experience economic prosperity when we had regional government because it's going to encourage competition, it's going to in- encourage our diversity. But unfortunately, let me also align myself with President Obasanjo. Our diversity has never been mismanaged as, in, as such at this time, mm-hmm. where everything nobody cares. You know, our diversity, diversity is meant to encourage us, is meant to strengthen our unity. But unfortunately, Nigeria reverses the case. Hmm. Well, um, some people would say, um, why do we always dwell on the negative? But uh, And they have uh, been seeing nothing but negative for decades, but Nigerians remain sturdy and steady. Yes, countries do fail, they do collapse, they do crumble, but Nigeria will survive and let them change from malediction to benediction. Well, um, Democracy Perception Index for 2021, uh, right here, that is, um, in your opinion, how important is it for your country to be uh, a democracy now uh, 84% said it is important 16% says it is less important then when you think about your country today this was June 12 uh, democracy day uh, that this uh, results came out how democratic do you think it is now 31% uh, in the country says my country is less than democratic 69% are saying sorry th- 69% are saying the country is less than democratic 31% are saying the country is democratic and this is um research being done and figures very factual you can also google that for yourself so what can we begin to do about the state of our union we've heard so many people come out analysts economists uh people from you know outside the country our own generals our own former leaders and they've all said one thing restructure decentralize so why um is this current administration dragging its feet to do this and it's almost easier for them to say um if the the others didn't do it and they seem to be concentrating uh, as many Nigerians you hear them say lately on less important things what is stopping us from taking this bold move I mean it's very clear what is going on in the country at this time Odudua is shouting uh, Southeast is crying uh, the North Central is saying uh, the, the Middle Belt is saying it's crying we're all singing a discordant tune so what do you think is stopping the government of the day from bringing us all together I mean to the point of of, you know the, the president's tweets being deleted he is the head uh, of, of this country he's the commander-in-chief and he said uh, like you said we rightly said just now he's for everybody he's not for any particular person but uh, Nigerians seem to have uh, a different perception about what he says and what he does so what can we do at this time because it looks as though uh, no matter how much we scream no matter how much we shout uh, we've seen heads of states just come together recently with religious leaders all uh, in the 
name of profiling solutions. And then a lot of Nigerians uh, initially, before the interview, uh, the president had with Arise uh, News Network, felt like, oh, the president is not in the know of what is going on. But when he came out, we saw him support uh, all we've heard Lai Mohammed and Garba Shehu and the Attorney General say. So uh, we cannot absolve him now of not knowing what is going on because he was echoing the same things that we've heard them say over and over again. So what is the way forward? Okay, let me say this. Concerning that interview that he granted to Arise News for me, he knows what he's doing. The president knows. Hmm. But we need to understand that first, before I answer the question, we need to understand what democracy is all about. Now, there are 10 or 11 indices or parameters that you measure democracy in every country. You're talking about existence of constitutional rule of law, legitimacy, popular participation, human rights, protection. You're talking about uh, given, uh, even, even freedom of expression. Mm. These are issues you look at. You know, you know, I always hear people talk about uh, dividends of democracy when they build uh, hospitals, they did that for people. That is, that is not. It's, it's, it's what democracy is all about is that it's a system of government. When somebody as a senator said the dividends of democracy, even military to build hospital, they build rock. That's not the dividend of democracy. Democracy is about system of government. You know, this is the type, what we're saying democracy is that people are the supreme. They, they occupy the highest position. They have the sovereign powers and authority. The authority right resides in them. Meaning that what the key, the fundamental issue that you look at as a leader in democracy is the people. They have given us the power to appoint us to, to lead them. Then you must follow. The, when, when we are in a government where you, people cannot even express themselves, when they do that, you want to arrest them. That's not democracy. We are coming back to a police state. Now, the way forward is simple. If we have a leader, assuming we have a leader that knows what he ought to do. Let me tell you what Nigerians want to see in a leader is, is sincerity or purpose. Someone that will act and play the role of a father, bringing everybody together. Can we come? Can we convoke and, and make this conversation around our democratic enterprise? What are we going to do? This is the problem. Your agitation is that you want to go. What is your problem? Listen to the Igbos. Li listen to the Middle Belters. Listen to the people from the Odudua side. What is the problem? What can we do to rectify or change the, the, the narrative. Can we change these things? Are we viewing leadership through the prism or the lens of ethnicity or religion? What are we doing? The future is quite bleak. There's nothing... I, People have lost hope in this country. And people are beginning to think, what can we do? Where do we go to? And that's why people are looking at alternatives. The way forward is for us, we must, the way we must meet together. We must talk There's to ourselves. There's no way we must dialogue. for us to do We this. cannot. Hmm. We must. It's not about constitutional, uh, the one that we did, we're going to convoke for days, for months, for weeks. No. But we must come together to ask ourselves. We must have representatives to tell us your agitation. What are your grievances? What do we do? to change the, 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 the situation on ground. We must, but when leaders are evading that, mm. they want to run away from that. They don't want to even come to a point to understand. In reality, we have a problem. Because, you must you know, acknowledge a problem for you to acknowledge to profess a solution. talk on restructuring was even avoided for it's a avoided. very long exactly. time until people you know, kept talking about it. So um, I, want, I want you to tell us how important are the people? Because we saw what happened with NSAS. Well. And I would say also it is because of the people 
that were even seeing the moves for this restructuring. So how important are the people compared to the leaders? I mean, how many leaders do we have compared to 200 million Nigerians? What should Nigerians begin to do with their power, with their voice? You see, the problem we have when we have leaders that who don't understand the philosophy mm. behind leadership. What is it? Well, they, we can they, recall they, them. They, they, if exactly. They don't understand what we want. Exactly. Now, the, the democracy, the philosophical underpinning of democracy, mm. when people are saying this is the government for the people, by the people, and for the people, it's talking about. You know, they occupy the premium position. The people, they are so important as a leader. I always tell people, I say, I'm a servant. You are the leader mm. because I'm the one to serve you. Do we have that servanthood leadership mentality in us? That what I want us to understand, even as we elect leaders 2023, is to look at people that can understand what leadership is all about. Now, where you talk about issue of restructuring, they always evade that. But we must come and we know the reality that there's so much concentration of power at the center. You're talking about state policy. You're talking about devolution. What about concurrent? I mean, exclusive? look at what is you going on with security thing. at the moment. Exactly. You think that by now, at least state policing should have been addressed. No matter what, they should have fixed that. Because, I mean, the country is boiling. Lives are being lost daily. There is Money darkness is being... hovering over the land. There is thick darkness. And all we need to do is for us to have someone that has the true mind and the sincerity of purpose to say that, come, I want to listen and for everyone. What do we do? Let me tell you all these agitations that we're talking about. We have someone that can handle it as a leader. All these things will go with pipe, go down completely. We can downplay it and come to a point to begin to charge the cost for the future. So now, should we resign our faith till 2023? As it is now for me, as far as Nigeria is concerned, I don't, have, I, don't, I don't have any hope and I don't have any expectation. I have given up completely. I'm just watching to see what 2023 As far as this administration is concerned, nothing good is going to come. So should we just fold our arms as Nigerians? No, because a lot of people are complaining. Yes, we should economically. Fold our hands. People are depressed. People cannot feed their families. Crime is on the rise. So we just have to fold our hands. The only thing I'm going to say is that, mm. for instance, on the plateau, our communities are vulnerable to mm -hmm. attacks. Everything we are talking about, Fulani hatesmen. We keep saying it. The question I want to ask as a leader: Has Buhari ever come out to condemn it? And say, these people, whoever is the person that is causing this trouble, we must deal with the person. That's no sincerity or purpose. And that's all about leadership. Now, when, when the Igbos were talking about, the same president is saying that we're going to speak to them in a language they understand. It was during the Arise News that he went and said, okay, even the banditries will speak to them in language they understand. But have you addressed the Fulani headsman? We have proofs, tangible evidence, compelling evidence that these are the people that are doing it. But the president has never come out to condemn it. And then you're saying that you're not for, you're so not yesterday for, we you're had for everyone. The, the chairman and the director of Amir Katsu Breeders Association, and they said that even when they come out to give intelligence reports to security operatives, their lives are also at risk. They have also lost uh, important people because they gave information out, and they also believe that the security uh, is infiltrated, and the question is by whom? Now, 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 now let me tell you something that happened last week. Zoe, I, I took... NBA delegates, we, we went to commiserate with the people of Dong over that incident. Mm. We were there. All the villagers, we went and we had them. Do you know, they told us, I was surprised to hear that there is a particular village, Fari Mota, close by here, Miango mm. district, that for four years, they have been dislodged and they left the place. Mm. They, you know, 
Uh, their lands have been taken off. It's the now, same we thing never I ask. Know. I ask the director and the chairman of Mieti Alam, like, what are they doing uh, concerning, you know, returning these lands back to the people? Because as we speak now, every day as it is, uh, you know, some people have occupied or grabbed well, honestly, some people's lands. And, and you, yet you, they say they cannot find them, but they are living right now, there let me tell you what happened. Exactly. They, one of the villagers was there when he complained to us that the land is not even enough for them. Hmm. Do you know, less than 10 hours, this man was killed. The same person I saw a day before. Oh around 4 or 5, we, we parted around uh, 5 p.m. Mm. By 6 a.m., the man was killed. Wow. Believe Do you think me? it's because Just, he spoke about I, that? No. It's because he went to check his... Okay, you tell us. We'll, we'll open the phone lines. When we get back, I want you to tell us, you know, how one acquires a land. Because we know that if you stay in America, I think for about 10 years, you're eligible to become a citizen. Yeah. So when you stay in Nigeria in a particular place for how many years, uh, how do you acquire the land? And does that, what rights does it give you after you yeah. acquire the land? And yeah. I understand there are different ways to acquire land as well. Let's open the phone lines. Let's hear from you this morning. You've been hearing the voice of Barista Yakubu Bawa. He's the MBA chairman, Just Branch. And we're looking at the Union of Nigeria and the state uh, of the country as well. Do let us know talking about solutions what solutions do you have to proffer concerning the union of nigeria zero nine zero five five six in four places nine nine and zero nine zero nine eight eight four eight eight four eight good morning welcome emeka half of the solution mm -hmm. let me tell you what to address the problem uh, we're having in this country what the government is is to deal decisively with these people that they are called foreigners. They call them foreigners. They are the same people who call them foreigners. You know, so deal decisively with them. You have you have you identified them. Go to their country. They have a country. You brought their guests yesterday, and they said these people, they are people who are coming from far places. They can even identify to that. So why is it that the government cannot deal with these people decisively? That is just my own contribution this morning. It comes up to be still with them. So what do you want us to do with that is the solution? Thank you. Thank you, Emeka. 90 in four places, 99-090-988-488-48. Do let us know what solutions do you have uh, to the state of our union? Is it to be? Is it not to be? Uh, do you think there is, uh, there is this hope going forward? Hello, good morning. Good morning, my presenter. Sanoki from Rukuluko, the voice of the masses. Welcome, voice of the masses. Speak. It's a pleasure. Good morning to your guests. Where issue we're talking about? Insecurity, cost of living in this country. The table is that we have insecurity in this country. Have we gone out and see the price of this in Nigeria? You see unemployment, poor economy. The solution, which I know it is, is for now, many people not like it. The present government under Gwari should step down with his cabinet. From all indications, these people have no idea to how to maintain our economy or to stop this insecurity. That's number one. Two, Nigeria must accept true federalism. Let every state control resources and do resources. There's no state in this country that has no resources. But today, many states, they don't want to do it because they believe that allocation is going to the federal government. So when they go to the federal government, they go to the state, then they will have power to control resources and the room that they are state. And Nigeria will have what they call multi-economy. Your GDP will rise. That is the second. Third thing, Nigeria must accept that we should accept the banning of open grades in this country. 
Other countries go to Rwanda, 70% of Rwanda GDP is animal boundary. They are not doing open grazing. Are you getting my point? We must buy open grazing to accept ranching. That is the truth. We must accept it. This one that said that it's not open ranching, we must accept ranching. That's only we can prove our animal uh, breed. And we need to have farm put to farm. You can see the book and I'm going to allow because of insecurity. Lastly, which I want to appeal to the Nigerians, we must forget our tribe, our religion, and call it state state. When one is doing wrong, we should point it out. When it's one is doing, I should preach it, appreciate it. You can see when we was there. Look at the committee he set up. He brought a country well like wasn't APD, wasn't PDP, was your man. He brought him based on competence. And we should support people both on competence, not based on tribe. When somebody is doing wrong, we challenge him. When he's doing good, we support him. I think that will help us as a nation. I said this country will break down. We cannot pay for Thank you and God bless you. Thank you, Sir Lucky, voice of the masses, for that uh, input. Uh, but is it possible for Africans to forget their tribe, uh, their village, where they are coming from? Hmm. Well, I think that's why we have the Soviet Union. Uh, previously, the USSR broken into uh, so many uh, nation states now because everybody held on uh, to their tribe. I believe uh, those were more tribal uh, issues as well. Uh, well, let's continue to hear from Nigerians. Hello and good morning. Hello? Are you there? Do well to reach us back again on 090-556-in-4-places-99-090-988-488-48. Good morning. Good morning, Zoe Machunda. Good morning, Barisha Bakwa. Thank you, sir. Bless you, the guests. You've spoken very well, sir. Thank you, sir. Uh, I'm Comrade Dadon Antiba Solomon. I'm calling from Senior Subquarters, University of Jos. Uh, I want to contribute this way. You know, uh, this administration has tarnished the image of this country. Uh, this administration has kidnapped our country. Nigeria is under siege under this administration. That is just the candy truth. Mm. I don't know. The man has been, Mr. President has been saying that he has, he has taken millions of Nigerians out of poverty. I don't really know. When we compare and contrast the previous administration with this administration, I think we give kudos to uh, former President Good of Jonathan. This government, this administration just come to disintegrate Nigeria. And we are seeing it There is no unity in this country. There is no unity in that from the presidency. They are disintegrating this country. There is no unity. We no longer know the fate of this country. Our movement is even, is already. I'm saying this that how much then do we buy fertilizer if we think that we have lifted uh, millions of Nigeria out of poverty? But a lot of them were 3,000, 500, 3,000, 6,000, 6,000. To do buy for the lesser rate of 18,000 naira. How, how do we survive? Do we survive? How, how, how the farmers see uh, to go to the farm? Could you imagine that where farmers are going to their farm? Why will we standing by as a security? You see, what kind of uh, state of nation we are into it? I'm worried that this country is living better. For me, this nation needs to be sacked. In fact, you need to be impeached. That needs to be impeached. It's not our leader. Thank you. Thank you, Comrade Dadung and Sibas. Uh, those are your views. And you've heard from Nigerians. A lot of Nigerians at this time are really not pleased with the state of the nation. They are not pleased with the state of our union. Uh, it seems uh, old age grudges have, you know, been unearthed again and brought uh, to the fore for, for us to further examine. And so I'm still asking, is it the constitution? Is it we as Nigerians? And even if we, if we change the constitution, are we going to to uh, 
look at ourselves as Nigerians or still with our tribes because our mind state also comes into play here. But then let's talk about um, land grabbing now because it is a very huge problem here uh, on the plateau. It's something we live with daily. Uh, we won't be surprised if by this evening we hear that another community, another village has been attacked. Uh, so what are the different ways? How, how do you become uh, uh, an indigenous? Is it uh, a settler or how do you say you're from a place in the sense now where we hear that the Fulanis have been living on the plateau for a long time. They feel some kind or some sense of ownership to the place as well. Uh, how much of that is true? And how well, do you well, acquire land? Well, Zoe, um, my heart bleeds. I'm so, so down each time I hear people talk about this country and the way what we are are facing today. A lot of people are disillusioned, they are despondent, there's I know darkness in the land. No nothing is forthcoming. It's it makes me I cry daily about this because mm. I've carried this burden for years and I have this belief that Nigeria can be changed. But unfortunately, we don't have people that can do that. Let me tell you, it's not only the issue of followership, the leadership. If we have a good leader, I have in little position of authority uh, leadership that we occupy, we'll see how leadership can change a lot of things. Now, the issue of land, uh, there are ways where you can. But let me tell you something. Mm. Land is what attached, you know. You know, if there's anything that's so precious to people, is the land. Mm. And all these things we're talking about, about to conquer and occupy, is all about the land. Mm. You know, the well, life, the soul of people. You land, you occupy a free land, exactly. you live for a long time. You look, and yeah. uh, well, so w which is the way? Because uh, these people are also claiming, you know, to be indigents at this point. Now, now the issue is that when you're talking about how to acquire land. Mm. Now, for instance, you know, we're talking about the customary ownership. The person that first, the original person that founded the land. For instance, you travel from here to Bukuru mm. and you went there to settle. Mm -hmm. Now, you, you just made a bush there. These are bushes. These are forests. Then you, you cleared the place. Mm -hmm. Over the years, we've been farming on the land. And, and you've been doing it over and over again for you've had people there for decades, hundred and something years. Now, that's by that long possession, you have already that you have attached ownership to the land. Hmm. Now, whoever will come after to claim that, then you can challenge such an individual. Now, you can't come because you've seen some people on the line, you want to grab the land, then you chase them away, then you sit down and settle. That is not ownership. That is criminal in nature. You don't do that. And the issue, you know, when we're talking about issue of tribe in this country, it's not that you, I, I, I'm a Magavul man, I'm a Tarok man. It's not for me to say, I, I don't want to say I'm a Tarok man. No, I can attach my ethnicity or tribe. But what we're saying is that you don't reflect that in your dealings with others or you want to you know segregate because the man is not a rock man no it's not the issue we can actually maintain our tribe even as as a people but yet there's a way we do when we have a true spirit of patriotism in us that it will not actually affect us in a negative manner so what i'm saying in essence is that we just need simple we need people that have the understanding of leadership. We have people that have the sincerity with truth and objectivity to lead in a manner they ought to lead. People that are visionary, people that have the understanding. Then the next thing is to understand that you are going to operate within the confines of the rule of law. Mm. We want to do according to the law. For instance, we're talking about federal character in terms of appointment. As a leader, you reflect federal character. You balance it. And people will see the truthfulness in what you're doing. People will not complain. But here we are in a government that is already one-sided lopsided kind of you know when talking about uh, appointments and it's all about one side it's all about because you have the prerogative. You know, every time somebody's been retired i wait patiently to see who is coming up next 
and I'm hoping it's not someone from a particular region, but then it, I, it never fails uh, to, to, to come through. Exactly. Okay, well, the question still I've been asking is, um, what makes you an indigenous of a place if you're not from that place? Um, because we know that um, on the plateau here, the, uh, the longest settlers are people from the south sure. so far. And we hear even politically, after you've stayed in a place for a long time, you have the power to vie for a political uh, position. So why are those who've been here even longer... Why are, we, why are we not seeing them, you know, vie for political positions? We've seen in Lagos where uh, non-Yorubas have been able to get into governance and governments there. You, you know, the problem with not as a nation actually address this issue of indigenship, settlership, whatever we talk about. Now, for me, my view would always be that where you've been in a place mm. for years, for ages, that's not too wrong for you to contest for a political position and for you to win and get into that office. But we don't really reflect that. And, and, and I don't blame like people on the plateau. I don't blame many. For instance, I always say this. We have a lot of people that have stayed for 50 years. They are still not claiming that they are indigenous of this place. Mm -hmm. But you know, in a particular Settlements, for instance, on the plateau, we know the traps on the plateau. You can you can say that you are from from the northwest, either a Hausa man or a Fulani, or you are from the southeast, a Yoruba man. You come and say you are not a, a member. You are you are an indigenous plateau state because it's about the tribe, the dialect. It's about what you speak. Now, if you speak the language that people actually that we know, the dominant tribes on the plateau we know, and these are the tribes from the plateau. Now you cannot claim that. But the question is, we need to address that. These are the things that people from when talking about constitutional amendments there that this this issue ought to be addressed but i see no reasons well if i'm not an indigenous of a place i know that my 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 umbilical cord is being somewhere deposited in sokoto state why should i come on the plateau and say that I'm, I'm, I'm a man from the plateau it doesn't make sense to me you, you all we need to do is that anywhere you are if you settle there you are doing your normal activities normal business nobody's gonna harass you nobody is going to intimidate you because you have the right to live is a constitutional provision. You can own property everywhere. Nobody has any, any right over you. All you need to do is that, are you a law-abiding citizen? If you are going to play by the rules, nobody cares. Mm. But the question is that we have allowed this difference of ethnicity or tribe. It has so disintegrated us. It has divided us that all we see, we don't see the Nigerianness, the blood in us as Nigerian. We see tribe. Mm. And even when you assume leadership authority, all you want to do is that within the four years, period that you have yes period of you have you want to dominate and bring your people also right there that it ought not to be because we have sacrificed meritocracy on the altar of mediocrity mm. people don't care about competence don't care about cap capacity it's about the man is my tribe the man is from my own religion so let's put him there and that's why we still have problem in this country we still we are still suffering we're still grappling with this all this issue this app this app know this act of uh, ethnocentrism and primordialism mm. that we always do. We promote all these things instead of promoting Nigeria as a country and as a people. So what I'm saying is that in terms of land, like you said, nobody wants to... You, it's wrong for someone you have a land. Somewhere in Mbukuru, somebody could just come and, and, and grab the land and, and, and chase you away and, and settle in that place. It's wrong. It's illegal. It's unlawful. So that's why, you know, there's already a bill that is going to be... Uh, to, uh, that is, I, I think, 
think uh, House of Assembly plan to state, mm. which I, I had time with the Attorney General talking about this issue of land grabbing. We, things are going to be addressed mm. when it comes to that, so that we can define actually the rules. And if people actually uh, uh, went contrary, they should be sanctioned. All right, let's talk. Good morning. Good morning. I am Comrade Master Patrick Okorokra for calling from Home Blue Education Center Village in Anglo Just Patrick. Good morning, again. Good morning. Thank you. See, when we talk about this issue of land grabbing, that is not easy. You cannot tell me that my father gave me a land that makes it, and somebody now comes to court is government. It's not because even the evil forest or the forest they are talking about, even if the forest belongs to people. The question land is this. If you want a property, maybe for anything, anything they call it, you go there, meet the people, collect. Comrade Mazi Okurafo. Well, um, so what do we stand to gain were we to separate? <laughs> you know, a lot of people actually have this agitation that we need to separate finally. But let me tell you something. Yeah, I, I still hold the view that that's why I said it's important, it's in canon that we meet as a people. We dialogue. If at the end of the day we say we're going to separate, then everybody finds his way to separate. And and it's not it's not by force that we must live together. You know, the issue is that people keep talking about indivisibility, indissolubility of Nigeria in our constitution. Mm, we must be one. That, 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 is, that can apply in a scenario where people actually they have, they have fulfilled the, the conditions to as a nation. Mm. That's where people have entered into the you know, or their own volition. This one I told you, going back history, we are forced to live together. You just people just just amalgamated us, and that's why we still have these issues. So the question is that the question of indissolubility and disability of Nigeria is in question because we need to look at what brought about that. Did really people so enter is it into true the union? That Nigeria is indissoluble. It is it, 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 that, 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 based on the constitution. We said that is it true? Constitution. Well, I will argue that it's not true because I have to revisit how we came about as a nation. Mm. If willingly we converge together, for instance, like we're going to convoke a dialogue. 
wrong and we're going to talk about giving ourselves a different constitution then we put that as a as a provision or provide you know we make a provision for that then at that point you can say okay it's is what is guaranteed but people are agitating that even this constitution we didn't pass the the, the requisite mm. requirement when it comes to the issue of the process how we come about this so now you're talking about people in this when things are working on fine we can talk about we are not in the in or indivisible we can talk about when things are going on fine but where things are not going on fine then you want to bring that word in order to cage me mm. and to force me to live in a union that i've not i don't have a proper place i've not been recognized my rights are not being adequately uh, protected i'm not being adequately taken care of then you want to say we cannot separate is it by force mm. if people feel they have issue they want to separate we come together as a people we agree we want to separate let's separate but if we think that we want to be together let's be Together. All and these let's agree that, whether to separate exactly, or stay together. There should it. be an agreement. There should be no an matter agreement. What. That's All what right. I said, On Facebook, Jeff the best is saying uh, restructuring is the only way in this country. We cannot continue keeping those uh, who keep ruling us in this country again. Enough is enough. Linus Lonku is saying, I think the way forward or the way to resolve this so-called discrimination among the tribes in this country is by calling our leaders to dialogue and sensitizing the masses. Haji Slim is saying the unity of this country has been frustrated. Uh, Mr. Ash sure share the power to the middle is weak. Uh, Eric Nyam is saying, good morning Zoe and the guests actually we've given up about this administration because people talk a lot and do little or nothing about it uh, but we believe that when a new government comes in they'll pay attention to the voices of the people. Your guest has spoken well Francis latest Temi Dayo is saying good morning Zoe and your guest. One of the solutions is for our communities to have a mindset as Nigerians with one goal to end insecurity and for our governments to have its citizens in mind that is playing their own role. Dimas Bala is saying, uh, can you please tell us where our destination is? Nigerians complain about leadership, but our major problem, uh, keep voting the same people whenever they have opportunity to vote. The barista is on points. The most marginalized people is not even the Southeast, but majority in the North. PMB government, says Philip Mandung, his administration is a wake-up call to those who are not from the North. It is true that this government is deliberately inflicting pains on Nigerians without thinking back. The the followership of the PMB administration closed three eyes from closed their eyes from doing the right thing. That is why the Attorney General Garbashehu are talking like street boys. The system uh, is strictly a Fulani game. And Jong Monday is saying we need to dialogue, sincere discussion about the way forward. The pretense must stop. Civilian Cornell is saying, well, for me, the way forward, let APC pack their bags and leave Nigeria. They have failed us. <laughs> Ordinary Senator Akwan is saying, good morning. Well, for me, the way forward is 2023 is key. Don Jimmy Akwan is saying, well, for me, I'm tired of lamentations. I don't have anything to say again concerning Nigeria's issue because governments play politics with our intelligence. May God help us. Uh, Baturia Samuel is saying it's not as if corruption originated in Nigeria or that she is the only country where corruption is pervasive, but it is worse here because it has been institutionalized. The country is even confused as to what the scope of corruption really is. Hmm. Well, that's very serious. <laughs> well, so still talking about the state of our union, we've seen um, things like NYSC, which has not been able to keep us together. Previously, even we relied on football, on oh. sports to keep us together. All of that is not working at this time. We're still asking Nigerians which way forward. 
forward. No matter what we say, no matter what we do, the leaders are the product of the same society that we live in. They didn't come from Mars. Most of them, I mean, the president had been in Nigeria. He's a, he's a Nigerian bred president. He didn't come from somewhere. Mm -hmm. So he's just reflecting also the minds of the ordinary Nigerian. And for me, I keep telling myself most of the time that the change begins in our minds. Um, I, I don't know if I should be hopeful even at this time that should our own generation, uh, you know, take the reins of power? Are we even going to see less of this? Because even amongst us, the youths, we still have tribalism going on for us. Exactly. We have religiosity going on for us. It's already been passed down. The virus is also in us. So how are we going to stem this? Do we remove uh, issues of tribe and religion, you know, from forms we feel, from places we go? I mean, you go for an interview, they start asking you, where are you from? Mm -hmm. Which local government are you from? If you're from the same state, even here on the platform, so how united are we as Plateau people? Not so much. And uh, we have to say the enemy is, is smarter than we are. If not, how, how do you explain how, you know, with the educated people that we have, uh, bandits, mere bandits are coming and they are planning and they're getting away with their plans it doesn't make sense in any way it makes you question your intelligence let's have your parting words uh, okay, okay. The, the, the issue is this you see we can take destiny into our hearts mm. the followers now for instance we talked about if we can forget about religion forget about ethnicity we can come together with in truth and ob true objectivity to say that what we want to do we want to redeem and salvage this nation forget about where i'm coming from for instance now if the followers can take the responsibility and the future in their hands like 2023 we're not going to elect any other person and 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 they come together to say we want to look about competence the person has what it takes to change things we're going to elect this one when we are talking about primaries the delegates they hold their guns and say no you can't influence us with money today our politics is transactional it's about for the money backs they manipulate the process even at the primary level to push whoever they are they are on cronies there we, mean, if the, we can the, the, the governor came out to say exactly. that the local government elections are it will be swept by a I don't can know you if, see if that? somebody that, in such a, a position should be you, you ought not to say that mm. now if we can do that we can change this we can change the narrative but another issue that you said which actually exercises a lot of fear where the younger generation the youth now giving them the the leadership or let them be in the corridors of power now for instance you see a lot of people now are agitating that uh, this guy from uh, kogi the governor that he should come and contest for presidency. Mm -hmm. And I wonder, and I say, what kind on earth can you even imagine Hayabello now? The same youth gathered around this man, just paying all this nonsense thing to the man that he wants to be president. I said, what has Hayabello done to, to the people of Kogi states? What has he done? For what pedigree, what track record? And is a man trying, if Hayabello should come president, then we are doomed. So in essence, we can change these things. But, but the problem is us, our mindset, our worldview, our understanding that we have the future in our hands. We can redeem and salvage this nation. But we must come together. Forget about ethnicity. Forget about religion. Truth and objectivity. Well, if you we really want us. that yeah. change, 2023 gives you that opportunity. This is what we have for you on the Wednesday edition of the program. Let's talk and let's keep the conversation rolling on our feedback handle on facebook.com forward slash JFM. Just good morning to you. Have a safe Wednesday. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcast.